Here we go, Crouton. Um, nice to see you as usual. Welcome to the 99th episode, which, wow. uh, as Mark would point out, that's three times 33. Wait, hold on. Let me use my calculator. Check the math. Yes, it is. Okay. It is. Pretty cool, I guess. Three times 33. Jeez. How many hours of content is that? <laughs> Fucking bonkers. They gotta average like an hour and twenty minutes. Like Yeah, I'd say I'd say the length of these has been going up, you know, as as uh you and I have been doing this. The old days we did a solid two hours all the time. Mm -hmm. Rarely they didn't do two hours. <laughs> <laughs> we know our audience. We know that you know they're just gonna speed us up on one point five anyway. Exactly. We're gonna sound we're we gonna might... sound insane. I might as well get an hour out of their time anyway. We might as well <laughs> get one. Um, but this is, uh, look, it all goes back to March Madness being the beginning of the pod, right? Because we was so, so complex, we had to start a podcast. <laughs> yep. And here we are about to start our third, third March Madness together. So before we jump into madness, um, which is still a little ways away, but not that far. Mm -hmm. It's again, it's one of the the more fun mechanics, and it's certainly one of the more fun drops of the year. Um, but it merits a couple weeks of talk. Right. They're also the young boys. I should say, young men are they're preparing for their conference tournaments. They they are preparing. They're getting in reps, and so and so are we. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but before we do that. Of course, um, as we announced last week, um, it came to it's so it came to pass. We have uh, started our mints on uh, base, uh, the L2 for, for Ethereum. Um, and so they are right there uh, in your ETH ecosystem alongside uh, the early season tens that some of you may have minted on ETH. And um, this is it. It's exciting. And we got we to take a moment to shout out Dino. Uh, I mean, I think I paid 20-ish cents on, on each of those silhouettes. And, you know, again, no matter how many, yeah, if you were meant to 10,000 or, or one, 20 cents. Yeah. Nuts. Pretty cool. And, I mean, it's we're, we're, in, we're in a bit of a bull here again. You know, if... if you know, gas was down in the 20s and the teens like it was, you know, for so long here over the past year. Yeah, you I do. imagine the mint would have, I may, I may have actually made money. Mint. I don't know. <laughs> Possibly. We, I'll have to see how that plays out. <laughs> Next bear, I think I'm just going to mint a bunch of threesomes and make money. <laughs> That's how efficient this contract. Great work, Dina. No, it's good stuff. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's a long time coming. This, this is it's just fun. It's nice to to really start doing some things um, at the at the right time, and it, it it makes sense that we are here now ahead of of madness, right? So we got them all out there. All the black and whites originally dropped in in December are there, um, yeah. along with the the pinks that were came from Valentine's Day and and Super uh, Sunday Spectacular. Um, and so they're all there and, um, and yeah, to be clear, you know, those, you know, if you, so if you bought black and white silhouettes, 
or if you filled out those forms for, you know, that claim your holder utility on those black and whites, you are all set. You're ready to go. Yeah, it's there. It's um, that, of course, we 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 dropped ahead of uh, Art Basel. Um, it was a 24 hour drop. It was a big one. Um, yeah. And then we, you know, spun wheels and stuff the following week and got everybody set. Um, and uh, that was our sort of going away ahead of hiatus. Uh, and then we come right back into it and we get them minted and, and um, it's great. I, they, they, I, I think that overall the experience was really easy for everybody. And of course it's an, it's new for most people. Yeah. I don't know. Had you ever minted on base before? I don't really think you I, know, I, I have not. Uh, that was my first time minting on base, obviously tons of stuff on ETH, but never actually done it on base, but it was, it was really easy. Um, yeah. No, I, the, the, I think it's the hardest we'll be able to walk everyone through it. Yeah. The hardest part is waiting like what a little bit of time to like 10 minutes tops to to bridge your base over from base. Yeah, I actually I had to wait a long time because I, I I should have started with more more you know, a larger denominator, if you will. I started with like 25 bucks because you were like, oh, it's only 20, 30 cents. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Well, 25 bucks should get me pretty far. So I started there, but I didn't understand that the bridging was, you know, 20-ish bucks or something like that. So I eventually got it to let me, you know, do it, but it was so slow. And the, the gas didn't go down to the to an, a level that would allow it to go through, essentially, until uh, probably 3 a.m. or something. Because I don't know, I woke up the next day and I was like, oh, yeah, let's see if I bridged yet. Uh, yay, I did. So, and then I... So it was really my fault. Um, yeah, I didn't realize it's a little more than most people, I think, struggle with. <laughs> but but it's it's okay. I mean, either way, it would have uh, worked if I had just started with fifty bucks. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, it was just exactly. it was my fault. Is what I'm saying. Exactly. Um, and then when it ended up, you know, you took all of them, right? Did you get one of each? Yeah, all twenty. Yeah, I got, I got all. I got all of them. Yeah, and so you know, spent less than five dollars a gas for for. Yeah. Boy, what's your, do you know what your total is off the top of your head? It's like got to be 22,000, 23,000 because you had. I don't a, know. Off the, top, off the top of my head, I don't have it. I know, I know I took you know, close to you know, 10,500 buddies alone. So, yeah, yeah that was, and, so, and yeah, again, I mean, 22 cents. To, to upgrade our, uh, our, our main um, chain. And and look at that sort of gas increase, pretty great. Yeah, that's fantastic. And yeah, so and, black and, and whites. We know and that pinks. we know that it's a chain that isn't you know, I go uh, anywhere in peril or going anywhere or you know, so it's. Yeah. Good. I, I'm I'm happy with it. I'm I'm happy with it being RL too. And of course, uh, the main project will be um, you know on ETH, and so that's 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 easy. We we know that's that's here. Um, yeah, sort of an interesting time. To be uh, making moves, as I don't know if you've heard, Bruton, but it's a bit of a bull market. Mm -hmm. I have. That's what they're saying. I feel um, the waves. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's just good. I'm I'm glad. Um, so what's that mean for for why are we even here talking? Because we've got that. So. Yeah, we do. And uh, so selection Sunday is the seventeenth. Um, and so that means that we're going to have three pods ahead. This one, um, 
next week and the following, and then we'll be the madness is upon us. After that, uh, for a few weeks, it'll just be recapping, talking through what has happened in the world. Yeah. In the world of, of uh, it, it'll be out of our hands and it's in in the hands of these young student athletes yes um so let's talk i'm glad you bring it up right away with the student athletes let's let you and i speak as um former student athletes ourselves right okay um we've talked a little bit about it but not as much because there was so much to explain in, in mechanics and the dynamics and just even the understanding of the tournament. Okay. It's of course the national collegiate athletic associations, national championship for men's division one basketball. Mm -hmm. That's what we play with here. Okay. So we did for year one and year two, gen one, gen two, 2022, 2023. However, we're going to characterize. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is the third iteration. But um, I don't think that the even that's a hard thing to grasp for people outside of the U.S. or outside of sports fandom. Okay, sixty-four teams. Sixty-eight. I know we start with sixty-eight, but we don't. <laughs> I'm old school. I don't acknowledge those. Well, you got to break it down for the Australians because the, the only thing they know is about punting American football. <laughs> They love the punting. They love punting. They love that about American football. <laughs> um, but sixty-eight teams become sixty-four. Once we once we get the initial couple games yeah. out, then I come in. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> and so the sixty-four uh, games are nice little brackets where you have four divisions. Okay, four regions. East, West, North, and South. That was a, that was West. A, thank you. I was seeing if you were going to know that. No, yeah. To make it even more complicated on those people, notice we don't just say Northwest, East, South. We say East, West, South, and Midwest. Yeah, I, I, I've never understood. I mean, I guess yeah. <laughs> they they really just try to trip everybody up, right? They're just making sure that the Australians have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it's like if if we called it New Midwest Wales. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, so we have the four regions, and there's 16 teams in each region. Okay, and the teams are seeded. Okay, and this is where it gets a little complex. Theoretically, from the best to the worst, one to 16 in each of the regions. So theoretically, your four best teams should all be a number one seed. Okay. In different regions, correct. So it'd be like a, a, the South one, the, the Midwest one, yep. you know, et cetera. Okay. And they should match up each of those ones with the 16 in their prospective region, the one plays the 16, the two plays the 15, the eight plays the seven, etc. Okay, eight, eight plays the nine, pardon me, eight plays the nine. Yes. Okay. Um, now, it gets a little wacky in the way that people determine who plays in this. And so there's always a lot of argument about what who's really the best, who really deserves a one, who really deserves a two or a 15 or whatever. And there's you have 
these universities and colleges playing in their respective conferences, trying to win their respective championship. And most of those championships grant an automatic trip to this. So sometimes a team that has been horrible all year can magically win their conference tournament final game. And all of a sudden they're in this tournament, even though they've been horrible all year. It happens. And then they'll get rewarded with a, a 15 seed or something like that. Right. And they get slaughtered. But, you know, it's, it, that's part of the fun. It's part of the fun. And, but by them doing that, they may be taking away a slot from somebody who's been good all year. Not great, but good enough to win their small conference. And they would have gotten that guaranteed one. They should have won that tournament. And so now they're on the outside. And so you have all of the drama of, of who gets to even play in this thing. Um, and that's determined. That's why we're talking about Selection Sunday being the 17th. Um, all of this is determined live as we watch, as these teams have played in their tournaments, and some are automatic, and some are going to go in just on their own merit, okay? Voted in by a committee of shadow figures, um, <laughs> you know, and, and they're going to decide who faces whom and where they play. They're going to be playing all over the country and shipped off. Nobody plays in their home arena to start, no matter what you. Okay, yeah, so yeah. if your home arena is hosting one of these tournaments, you're going to go somewhere else regardless. You could end up later on in your home arena. Um, and, they, and they typically play them in professional arenas anyway. So like you know, even if it's in your city, it would be a different arena. Like no one's playing on the campus. Well, exactly. except, for example... The St. John's Red Storm in New York's home MSG. of Madison Square Garden. I guess Syracuse can sometimes have it too. Syracuse, yeah, and and uh, Brayton uh, at the Quest Center in in, uh, in Nebraska. So yes, there are. Uh-huh. Yep, but it's uh, not. I'm trying to give people the impression though that you know, they're not on the campus of the college. Is what I'm trying uh, to except, say. Except if the uh, University of New Mexico Lobos, who often host at the pit, which does not have a perfect, everyone's a Lobo, woof, 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 just saying. Um, but no, it, it, I'm going to step in here, Crouton. Yes, for the most part. Okay. 99% of the games will not be played on a college campus. <laughs> and the reason I'm mentioning that, though, is because I'm trying to mention that this is this is it's big business. Big, this is big, big business. business. Yeah, this, is big, this is the big ones. This is, this is the big dance, it's called. Okay, this is March Madness, we call it Grotto Madness. Um, but this is major entertainment, okay, for Americans. It's Crouton, I know for a fact. You said that for years you basically took off the, the days of, of, of uh, the first two days to make sure you didn't miss a single game. You watched every single game. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I still do. I, if, I, if I can pull it off, I will always, you know, clear my schedule on that Thursday, Friday, because it's two of the best days of the year for sports, even if you don't love basketball. Um, even if you don't love basketball, watching these young boys, I should say young men, playing playing basketball is really exciting. Well, the way they've got it, you know, primer for those who, who don't watch it or haven't really experienced it a whole lot, that first weekend, they basically stagger the games so they're tipping off several minutes, you know, after – one starts so essentially as one game is ending another one is maybe down to the last three or four minutes and generally yeah. speaking they're pretty close games uh by and large so it tends to kind of just be you know uh games you know buzzer beaters 
things decided in the very, very late moments of the game. And, you know, that game will end in madness. And then, you know, they'll say, oh, we're going to whip you over to, you know, to Seattle. Yep, Seattle. Yeah, we we were taking you over to Seattle because there's two minutes left in a one-point game. Yep. And, you know, you'll watch that. And then as uh, soon as that one's over. It's about to happen, and we're going to see if they can hold them off or if they can beat yeah. them. After that happens, so, another game. And it's – So it's great. So basically all day you're just, like, getting whipped around to, like, the end of, you know, the most critical and pivotal time of of these games. And, you know, it's 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 fantastic. I love it. I, I am a big fan. No, it really is uh, fun to watch. And especially – so here's here's the thing. It's especially fun to watch – when you have some skin in the game, right? So Americans and, and and you guys outside of the States will understand this to a degree because I know that you have gambling on whatever game you play with a ball. Okay. There's gambling involved at all. I know in Spain, they have the Quinella, uh, the day, you know, every, every week you try to pick the winner of all 15 games. And if you pick, all 15, sorry about that. If you pick all 15, you're like a bazillionaire, right? Like that's 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 run by the government. And this which is fascinating to me. But they have they've got gambling on sports like by the government every Sunday. You put your money in and you try to try to pick them all, right? Yeah. Um, so whatever you if you've got, you know, kangaroo wrestling or you've got I don't know or kangaroo boxing or or kangaroo, uh, what are the what are the sports can you do with well, kangaroos? I don't want to pick on the Argentines necessarily, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever it is that you guys do, but no, in all seriousness, it's the same thing. We we love to bet on them, and and so for years now, for twenty, basically since the internet started, you got megacorps offering. Huge payouts if you play in their bracket game, where you go and try to pick the winners of all 254 games. I don't know. How many is it? It's not 254. Yeah, I don't know how many it is, but yeah, it's a lot. Okay. Um, 63. It's all 63 games, right? You got to get down to where there's only one left. Okay. And so if you can pick... All of those winners or be the best at picking them. First of all, one time they offered a billion dollars. Do you remember when they offered I think, a I think, that, I think it's a standing still, offer. Still a billion dollars is offered to anybody that picks all 63 games correctly. Never nobody's even come close. <laughs> like, yeah, ever. Not even close. <laughs> I'm Googling to see if it's still a standing offer. I it's my understanding it's it is like a you know, if it happens, sure. I know that there are many million dollar offers. Like every, I'll offer a million dollars. Like, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it has reached the billion dollar level to, if you can pick all sixty three games. But um, it's also done at the local level, like at your your office or your you know group of buddies or you know wherever you work or or your family or a group of friends will get together and run these things. Now, it all used to be drawn out on paper when I was a kid, and you'd literally have to fill them all out. Even when I was a kid, it was that way. Oh, good. Okay. Um, but now, of course, I, I, everybody yeah. lets you know ESPN or or uh, CBS Sports or whoever run their brackets for them, which then allows you to be in 
hundreds of brackets if you want. It's, it's, it was way more fun in the old days when you'd, you'd get the pen out, get the pencil out, you know, go through each one. And then, you know, I remember I'd come home from school and, you know, this is, I mean, early or pre-internet days, I can't quite remember, but you'd have to sit in front of the TV and watch because the game started at noon Eastern. So you come home from school, uh, you know, 3, 4 p.m., and you've already missed tons of the games. So you'd have to sit and watch SportsCenter as they would, you know, give the highlights of each game and you'd see who won. And then you'd go, or I would, I'd highlight, I'd get a highlighter out for the ones oh, that I got right. And then, yep. you know, Red X for the ones that got wrong. Yeah. And and, and so the, the fun part about this, and this is why I brought it into my practice, right? Everybody does it. It's, it's, it's far and away. It's a huge percentage of the population. Um, people who have who don't watch any games the whole year, who don't follow a team, that don't know anything about it, okay? Um, they just go and pick. There's, there's always people that pick all the red teams or all the blue teams or whatever, all the teams that have animals. Mascot. Yeah. yeah. And then historically, you know, typically some of these people who, the people who know the least sometimes do the very best on it, which should tell you just how madness, uh, how much madness there is in this thing. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's a lot of fun. And so for, for two years, this is going to be the third year, we've done it in the grotto. And it's been tremendous fun. Okay. Um, so that's that's one thing. Oh, you can just look at it. Oh, this is old threes, you know, throwing a little, you know, red and circuses out there and we're just going to have some fun. But um, I have something to say about it. And I've really had uh, something strong to say about the first uh, two years in relation to this NFT space, the NFT art space, as well as what I, as a former college athlete and, and sitting across here, video screen from another former college athlete and um, what this has all meant all along as far as this multi-billion dollar enterprise here um, that captures the hearts and minds and pocketbooks of so many Americans uh, every year. And yet the kids uh, playing predominantly don't make any money. And um, up until very recently made zero money legally. And, and in fact, you know, when we say zero, we don't mean kind of zero. We mean actually zero and if they even got any it would make them ineligible and you know they wouldn't be able to play and their team's out and all that so and just really to to, to to you know punctuate that point in my day you weren't even allowed to work outside of your sport okay because that could be something where you were given sort of a cushy fake job and just funneled money from from somewhere so a scholarship athlete was not even allowed to hold a job uh in any in any structure and so it was a financial hardship for many to play four years of a college sport okay even still let's be clear okay even in the new world where and so i don't like like crouton explain it but NIL is what we call it now. It's become part of the, the daily uh, conversation, but basically where your your name and likeness is allowed to be used um, for promotional purposes, for advertising purposes, uh, and there's some money to be made there where you can 
sort of license your, your, your yourself to a degree. I mean, it's still, there's some structure around it. There's a way it's contained. Um, but at least there, there could be some pay, but it used to be none. You couldn't take any advertising money. You couldn't, you couldn't uh, even work. Yeah. Couldn't be in commercials. You couldn't do, you couldn't sponsor, you couldn't be sponsored by anyone or anything. You couldn't appear in any, you couldn't do anything with social media to try and make money. You couldn't do anything. You could make no money. Weren't allowed. Even though, okay, like at my school, we wore pony cleats, okay, pony spikes, and Nike turf shoes, okay? And we had a deal with Easton and a deal with Cooper and a deal with whomever. And everything I wore had logos on it. Every photograph of me had something with a logo on it. Okay. And all of those schools were, I mean, all of those, those, those corporations were using the fact that I wore their stuff everywhere and myself and, and any other college athlete and, and all the way. Okay. We were being used day and night to promote these brands, but we're not allowed any of it. Okay. And honestly, the, the, the rules say that we're not even allowed to keep those shoes for ourselves. Um, they were pretty lax on that, that you can get away with stuff like that. But by NCAA law, you could use them to participate in your sport and then would theoretically have to give them back to, to the program. You know, you weren't allowed to be given even a T-shirt by, by a company, right? But you were required to wear them as part of your uniform and you were, uh, you know, constantly... Um, furthering that brand with nothing coming back to you. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll hop in here too to talk about, you know, as we sort of frame this for people who are maybe aren't familiar with it. In many states, so many of the, the institutions that are participating are states. And oftentimes the highest paid employee in the state is yeah. the football coach or the basketball coach depending on what state it is. Exactly. In the entire state, the highest paid public official is, you know, a football coach for the University of where... And we're talking and, yeah. 20 times multiple over the government, for example. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, millions of dollars a year to coach, to recruit, and then coach and, you know, lead these teams to success uh, on the field or the court or whatever it is. Yeah, in other words, and 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 the money driven by advertising. I mean, let's you, you guys hear me say this all the time, but the whole reason that sports exists as it does is for advertising and gambling. I mean, that's it. If if you weren't allowed to advertise products via sports, we wouldn't be talking about sports. There wouldn't be baseball cards on which I could paint. Okay. The entire economic concept of professional sports and entertainment like that is around selling you products. That's all there is to it, right? But the amount of money that people are willing to, uh, corporations are willing to spend to advertise to a captive audience, a captive similarly thinking, similarly residing, similarly affluent. I mean, the target demographic for the, support, the supporters, the boosters of these these college athletic programs is worth 
billions upon billions of dollars every year. Yeah, and each of these schools is generating you know, success in the tournament or during the season translates to more applications for people who want to go to that school. It translates to more donations from you know big boosters and, and alumni. It's big business. And again, until two, two, three years ago, you couldn't make a penny. If you, if you were and they found now. out you were kicked out. Yeah. Okay. Um, and famously, even if they found out after the fact, they would remove all of your records and strip. Yeah, they'll vacate, vacate the wins and wipe it out. It's like it didn't happen. Exactly. And so, for me, in this NFT realm, okay, that is so involved in money the only reason nfts exist is to move money from one person's wallet to another okay um i i i found some similarities here okay wherein the powers that be whether that's a nifty gateway or a or an open sea or an object or whomever okay wanted to tell us that it's all about the art okay it's all about the art we just want people collecting art um really that's all this is this is just a new way to showcase these up-and-coming emerging never before uh you know financially celebrated artists it's all what it's about okay um and early on, they would. That's what every platform would tell you. It was like the in the royalty threes. Now you'll get to own it in perpetuity. Look oh. at that! Every time it sells, you're going to keep getting paid for your work. Well, that way, but but again, even there, you're getting paid for your work simply because people love the art. Yeah. The entire thing is just how much do you love art, and um, how how can we support you in your journey to being a respected and renowned artist okay um and if that's the the pitch that was put out there it just felt very similar to me to this idea that these athletes were being celebrated and used simply to because they were given an education that was the the argument always was well the reason we don't pay any of these guys the reason they're not allowed to have any of this money that comes here is because when it when it comes down to it it's not about the sports it's not about the money it's about the education okay if you're given chance to have an education at these schools and in return you got to play a little bit of baseball you gotta play a little bit of tennis you gotta play a little whatever okay then you're lucky that you're getting your education taken care of okay don't worry it's not about the money it's not about the fame it's not about any of that it's about the education well, and in fact you receiving money would sell you the whole thing <laughs> yes well and so so okay they were constantly saying this that that it had to be kept pure. The the competition and and 
really to keep it only about the education and only about the the, the sanctity of the game. Okay, it would bringing money into the equation would fuck that up. Yeah, but obviously the coaches still need to get paid millions and stuff because that's their job. But you know they, these guys can't get paid to play or anything like that. No. So let's think about this for a second. Okay. Doesn't that sound a little bit like Nifty Gateway saying that they're gonna not gonna rest until a billion people collect NFT art, right? I, I still think they're not resting. I think you can't really use that as an example. Doesn't it sound like every single platform that said it's all about the artists? It's about the artists. It's not about the money. It's about the artists. And providing opportunity, right? Providing, Same argument. Providing Same argument. chance for people to share their work in ways they never were able to before. Yeah. And that, that was the same thing in, with college athletics. You get this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get this you know, priceless education. There you go. So, I felt there were... Early on, I mean, we're, let's, just, let's talk about the first drop. 22, Okay. I felt there were some major similarities here between this contrived, money-driven, money-focused NFT market telling us that it's not about the money. It's about the art. And so I chose a couple specific projects to really examine. Oh, is this about the art? And I, I felt that Pack and his Cube project, okay, and Gary V and the Three Friends project in particular, okay. Um, so when we had our four, we did four brackets for the first one, which were black and white, which were both cubes, which reference Pack, orange, uh, which were Three Friends which is a playoff of Gary V's V friends. Okay. Uh, and then I did pink as well, which were hearts. Now, Crouton actually and I were talking uh, earlier about this, and he's like, you know, we've never figured out what the pinks are. And I said, you're right. And I even, I even said, why don't you take a look at the artwork on the first Valentine's, on the pink hearts from, from Madness, okay, on the third Valentine's. See what you see there. See what you figure out. It's there. You guys still have not figured it out. And we'll over time, we'll it'll be the sort of thing where we'll look back and we'll see exactly what it was. But nobody's got it. Everybody got packed right away. Everybody got uh, friends right away. But in the first one, what I wanted to do was show off that it's about the art. And yet two of the largest projects, certainly the largest project up to that point, okay, and Gary Vee's or not, okay, um, were the lowest effort of, of work you could come up with. Um, and so I made low effort cubes and low effort three friends. Okay. I referenced that. I also made low effort pink hearts. Okay. You got you to gotta at least tell them. You know, so the, tell, them, tell them how you did three friends. I love this story. You know, the, the rules that you came up with for the animals 
you know, who provided those prompts to you and then how long you'd allow yourself to do it. And, and if there were any rules about, you know, okay. your, your aid, it's a great so, story. So the way I did them is I know I was going to do low effort animals. Okay. And you have to understand the artwork from be friends to, to get a sense of it. Right. But just really atrocious. <laughs> I know Crouton's a big fan and I hate to do that to you. But I really I, like I, Royal Leopard. I can see over his shoulder he has four signed framed prints by Gary V. So yeah, I, I just I just think the 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 art just speaks to me. Uh, I know we di we disagree on this, so, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, the way I did it is so I know I was doing sixty four. Each of those brackets sixty four. That's four regions, sixteen teams. Okay. I told Dino, okay, without explaining why or whatever, I said, I need you to write down 64 animals on a notebook, okay? Don't get too, like, like making them a little bit generic. I don't, you know, I don't need 17 versions of a fucking pigeon, okay? Just whatever. But, but I, I write down 64 animals in any order. Not alphabetical, not okay. Um, just randomly 64. And then I was set with I had prepped 64 canvases. So I had 64 cards prepped in in, in just white, okay. Um with a with a an orange sort of strip across them. Okay. And then I told myself that I had to paint all 64 of them in one attempt, each one, one attempt. The moment I read the the the, the uh, animal, I had to paint it in black on the white. I could not erase anything. I could not alter anything. Um, and I had to do them as quickly as I could. And no reference photos. Oh, and thank you. And and zero reference. I, I could not... I. I did these without a screen open, without anything. I had to do it from my memory of the animal, having never painted any of the animals. And so, with that knowledge, and I know we burned away a, a number of them, but some of them were <laughs> really special. Um, and, and we can pull up the GIF of the uh, of the orange to, to go cycle through them all if you haven't seen them. But so, I mean, they're all funny, but some are especially good. <laughs> Uh, imagine having Aardvark on your list, and I want everybody sitting here listening to imagine right now, do you know, and obviously, I would imagine in Australia, they have lots of Aardvarks, so you guys are exempt, okay, but I, <laughs> I don't know why we're teasing them so much, but I don't love them, I still don't know what an Aardvark looks like, I still don't know. Didn't stop you from making a low effort one. <laughs> so... I think low effort manatee definitely is one of my favorites. <laughs> the frog was good. I like. I remember the frog being very good. The gorilla also. <laughs> I, I remember enjoying the gorilla a fair bit. <laughs> but I did them all. Okay, sixty four of them in fifty seven minutes. Um, if you think about that. <laughs> That tells you tells you about the effort that went into this. 
because I know you said it too, you know, on uh, back in the day, you know, you also, again, he didn't sit down and think about, well, okay, alligator, how will I paint the alligator? You just basically picked up a paintbrush, started painting an alligator, you know, no idea what, you know, orientation is it going to be, you know, <laughs> who knows? There's and, some of them that are like so off-centered and there's some of them that are just like, disproportionate body to head and stuff because it's just like what i had meanwhile i still had to write i, I love also that i i wrote on each of them the region and the number and the name low effort so that's also factored into that 57 minutes is spelling out the lettering of that so it's also scrawled like there's some of them there's some that i remember if i hadn't like been able to type in the title of it to mint it I think that you would have been like, wait, what is what is that word? Well, absolutely. I think a, a fair bit of them, like low effort lemur. How would you how would you know that's a lemur? <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, so it was a fun one. And the, I, I actually I did the same thing with the cubes, okay, where I just one shot, go make them now it's different okay in that it's like the cubes but what i wanted to do if and, and you can see it in the gif right the gif of them that i made but they're animated in that they they do move around and rotate around if you like sort of stop motion them okay um i did the black and white cubes first before i did the the hearts okay by the time i get to the hearts I think it's actually pretty good. Now there's still low effort. I mean, the hearts are, are are more effort because there's multiple colors at play. So it's a little bit, but it still is. How quickly can I make these pink hearts that are, you know, enveloped and wound by this, this, whatever that thing is that nobody's figured out. Um, and, and so, you know, I think they actually, I think the hearts really is a stop motion are really cool. Like, I think they... Yeah, I, I, was, I was just looking at it. Yeah. It's been pretty cool, right? Of course, as is so much of my work, I've never done any of those things before. I had never, you know, when you're a kid and they, in class, make you do that, like, flip book shit. Yeah. I, do that. I was never in a class where... I remember when they had my kids doing flip books. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Like, I can't believe they, they teach you how to do that. I never learned. Like, I don't know how to do any of these things. And I just do them all the time, right? And so... Um, it was, it was just to me to put out there what was obviously horrendous art because it was rushed and quick and, 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 and sort of as little, I mean, truly as low effort as I could do to get them done quickly. Okay. So I did 256 of them in a day, you know, 256 paintings um it took me longer to prep the canvases because i had to and, and even some of the canvases I, I as i do you know i like have little messages you know that i painted into the canvases and stuff right um but it I, it took me longer to prep the canvases the little baseball cards and and whitewashing them and, and freaking that out than it did to make all of the the 256 paintings right but to me, that was really something that at that point, hundreds of millions of dollars had been moved around and sucked out. And they were at that point pretty close to to 
to below value and worthless. I mean, they were certainly not worth the market cap on on those cubes was nowhere near what it was originally cost, and and certainly, you know, ten percent of what it had gone up to. I mean, there was a point in time where that stuff was worth hundreds of millions, of dollars, right? Um, and so, to me, it was this this confluence between these megacorps telling you that it's all about the purity and, and, and innocence of whether it's art or college basketball, but it wasn't, it was always about the money. And so that's what that work meant to do, but it also meant to be a way for us to play in a bracket world that I sort of came up with, right? My approach to these brackets, here's what happens. And Crouton will back me up on this. In the history of brackets, in all these office pools and all the all the, the buddies getting together and the online challenges to win a billion dollars, if you're on that first day, your team started losing and you had bad picks, you're fucking done. Like you're done. 90% of the people have no chance after the first day. Oh, yeah. Okay. At which point, it doesn't, it's not that much fun to keep watching how bad your picks are. It gets to the point where you don't have any of the teams left. So you're like, you're watching the game and you're like, oh, who am I cheering for? Well, it doesn't matter because I have neither one of these teams. And I have no one else in the rest of the tournament because I'm out. And it, it makes it not very interesting to watch. It, it goes <laughs> from being the first two days, even, and I, I back me up on this, Crouton, by the end of the second day, for most Americans, it's already like, eh, whatever. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, by Sunday, whew, forget it. Because you're out. Like, you have no chance of winning the little jackpot that's in the office pool. Everybody puts in $10, and now you can't win your $140. Everybody in your family does a $30 thing. Now, there's no, you know, only your Uncle Dale and your Aunt Louise are still in it. And they're the only two that are going to come down to whether Kansas wins the whole thing. That's it. Yeah, and in, in, in five weeks from now, they'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, hey, Uncle Dale, did you end up winning that thing? Oh, yeah, I owe someone 30 bucks. Who do I send it to? Exactly. So I wanted to explore that, that artistic commentary on this stuff, but I also wanted to speak to sort of the discrepancy in, in a fun system like that. Now, how do you do that? Do it the same way that I constructed the whole project, which is... Every threesomes matters. Every every threesomes has future utility. It's a cliche and it's just thrown around, but do you understand how much that matters and how much work it is? So why would you not do that status quo simple? Well, you just everybody picks and then at the end, two people are sort of vying for it. Okay. Because it's a lot of work to deliver something to everybody along the way. It makes no sense to do it um, for the most part, because again, it's always just about the money. So what I decided was, 
what if by losing, the earlier you lose, the more obvious the loss was? Because let's talk about this for a second, Crouton. You mentioned it earlier that when you're a 16, you're probably going to be massacred by a one. Okay. It's been played out 60, 70 times now. Okay. Four times each time and everything. And there's one instance of a 16 losing and two instances of 15 losing, if I'm not. Something along those lines. Something like that, yeah. It's like there's a handful, a handful of times that it's ever happened. Okay. Uh, where, where a one is lost to a 16 or a two is lost to a 15. And so having a 16, you're, you're fucked. You're going to lose. Yeah. It's like 150 wins for the one seed and two wins, including one of them last year, Fairleigh Dickinson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, only, only two times out of 152 yes. times has a 16 seed beat the one. So they're pretty good at getting these seeds generally speaking right and we have you know and so it, it can't happen but i set it up where the more obvious your loss was so a 16 versus a one which is a difference of 15 okay i then say well then your loss is worth 15 entries and the entries of course what i did is i came up with for every round a prize okay uh and your entries if you don't win in that round they carry over to the next one and so the first year i went and uh, this is coming off the heels of having spent sixty thousand dollars of, of my own money on the prizes for the super sunday spectacular but i did another eighteen thousand, um and i went out and and there were fewer prizes available but they were sort of higher quality. So it wasn't as much about volume. But every, every round, there were prizes of base cards. And it was so many base cards were given out in the first round, and they were all coders. And then the next one were like Cardinale and Cat Moms. And then the next one were all, you know, down the road. So each, each successive round got an older base card, essentially. Exactly. You were in the mix for it. And then you had to decide if you were going to claim it by burning your seed and then that burned your seed as well as all your future entries on it, okay, in order to claim that. Or if you were going to say, no, I'm going to hold on to it and keep going. In which, in which case, if that happened, then, and there were a certain number of, of slots drawn each, each round, right? But if you didn't do that, then, then the vault held on to those those cards that I purchased, right? Um, they didn't become cumulative. It was sort of a round by round. You either claim it or you keep playing. If you if you forewent it, you could keep your entries alive for the lower and lower, older and older series, right? right. So the question becomes, what are you better off with? An early exit to have more entries or sticking around and playing and playing and playing, okay? At which point, the end game of it all is if you did make it to the end and you won that your your seed ends up being the national champion seed, then I gave two options to the champions. There were four champions. You could either 
burn your seed and claim an automatic series two. Or you can stay and you could say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to leave it to the wheel. And anybody who didn't take that automatic series two was entered into a spin for a one of one. And you, got to keep your seat. And, and you got to keep your seat. Okay. So by keeping your seat and and perhaps hitting a, a one of one, um, it's pretty appealing. So we went through the whole thing and people burned or they didn't burn. Um, and they ended up with uh, either seeds. Okay. Oh, by the way, all of these cost five tens. Let's talk real quick about how you were entered in. You want to pick that up, Kruta? Yeah, sure. So essentially, uh, my my recollection was that you could, uh, you know, enter up to three times. Basically, you had one wheel. You threw all the names. You know, raise your hand if you want to be in. If you hit, it costs five tes, uh, and you get a seed of a various color and you know denomination. If you, and then you just basically started with whites or blacks. I can't quite remember and. Yeah, I'm not sure again whether you started with 16s or ones, but you just started spinning 64 times and pulled 64 numbers out, and that was the order. You know, one, oh, you know, it's uh, Ratro, two, Dino, three. You just kept going, one, two, three, all the way 16. Then started one again, one to 16, one to 16, onto whites, and just kept spinning, kept pulling names off. So you could hit up to three times uh, or zero if you're Ron and Mac. And we had, so we, yeah, Ronamac went over across all yeah. three, put in for three entries. He didn't get any, which was crazy. I'm like, <laughs> by the time we got to pinks, okay, it's pinks we did last, but we allowed public to enter. So just anybody, because the grotto was closed at the time. Yeah, it was via Twitter. Okay. And so via Twitter, the public could enter one entry against whatever was left from the grotto that hadn't hit the previous, you know, uh, 192, right? Mm -hmm. And so everybody was left, and then you added the pink one entries. And so a lot of people who were not in the project hit pinks. Like a fair number. I want to say a third of them were like... It was designed such that, you know, it would... It would bring new folks in. Mark came in that way, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, but it was only only the pinks were on there. So they didn't have any entry to the, the first three. And again, it was a five Tez entry if you got picked, if you were picked, right? Um, so if you go back and think about this, this is something I don't really talk about very often. 256 at $5 a piece, or five Tez a piece, pardon me, okay? Um, what's that? Thirteen hundred and ten. Something like that, yeah. Right? Does that sound right? But uh, God, normally I I I don't know why I'm sleepy today, but twelve eighty. You're close. close. Twelve hundred eighty tests is what I got for conceiving of this whole thing, putting it all out there, spending eighteen thousand tests. To go buy all the fucking pieces that had to be ready to be delivered if somebody did it, right? Plus delivering a one-off. 256 of them. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, 256. Yeah, I'm saying 256. Oh, yeah, and, and a one-of-one one prize, if, yes. Right. And and a narrative one-of-one, one, right? 
Okay. Just keep that in mind. I'm just like, I don't really talk to that very often. Okay. Um, but Jesus Christ, like, how often have I done that sort of stuff? Well, I mean, you just did it literally the month before for uh, the Super Bowl. With, you spent way more. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, all the time on the Super Bowl, and and you'll you'll you know hear people say that on the Super Bowl. Look, I believe I sold about fifty seven thousand Tez worth on the the first pink drop. Okay, and I bought sixty thousand Tez on secondary to give away for that. I mean, it's, you guys get that? I don't think most people do. But I'm just bringing it up now because why not? We're amongst friends. We can talk about that. Um, I love this stuff. I love the way it works. I also understand and have always been committed to delivering value to those that believe in it and do it and participate in it and do all of those things. So we finish out. Jacob Cohen wins a one of one. Crouton was in the mix. You only had one, or did you have? I had. I had one. I had a Kansas. On the black, the black cube, and uh, I, I four, four went my guaranteed series two, and and rolled the dice and hoped everyone else would chicken out, uh, but they didn't. The four who were in it still was NFT dealer yourself, Jacob Cohen, and then a rando from. I mean, it's not. We knew who he was, but I don't remember. He like never even came into the. He never ever came in. He never. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, but he made it. He, you know, he paid five Tez and got a single pink heart. And the pink heart, like, bracket that he was on, the winner, they made it all the way to the championship. Which meant that he never was tasked with deciding if he was going to burn or hold. And he didn't burn for his Series 1. I remember, I can go look it up. I remember DMing the guy being like, hey... You're in the championship here. Do you want a series two or do you want to try for the one on one? He's like, ah, fuck it. I'll try for the one on one. Um, you know, he like didn't, and then that was it. And he still has the pink, if I recall. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he does. I've tried to I tried to like offer on it and I don't know. Um but NFT dealer burned, and then we spun the wheel from the series twos, and he got a fuck render. Was it a fuck? Yeah, I remember Beeple was on there. I mean, these were good series. I mean, they all are, but you know, these were these were heavy hitters. I, you know, Fuck Render was on there. People were going into the the final four, the next to the last games. There were series twos on that, along with series threes. So, I think somebody. I want to say, Brutalisti won a. I think it may have been your ladies. Your ladies' toes definitely won a monster. Yeah, but I thought somebody also hit a series two, and I think they got a Blake Catherine. Um, okay, because there were there were multiple games, right? right. Like multiple winners there, and so, um, but yeah, it was it ended up being where uh, one of them was claimed, three of them spun. So you didn't win, Jacob Cohen won, but you held on to your your seed. Yeah. Um, during season nine. So now we had a bunch of people burn away to, to claim their their hits, their their prizes in every round. 
okay, which went from everything from three coders, okay, to uh, a single series two or series three, okay. Uh, again, on five Tez cost, right? Um, but then the people who hadn't burned, who still had them, um, a couple a couple things happened going into season nine. Some people went and tried to buy them all, put up offers and and got them out of people's hands who were like, well, that's over. Um, you pick some up. Yep. Variety of people picked them up. Rad got, Rad got some nice three friends. Yeah, he got, I think he paid like eight Tez for one of them. I think he paid like 15 for one and like 10 for another. I remember he got a Raven and I was like, oh shit, I really, I like that one. So, um, but then season season 10, or season nine, pardon, pardon me, followed um, Madness, not that far off. And I set up a wheel every game for madness and so we spun and if it hit one of the existing um seeds you were allowed to either claim that day's uh edition edition or hold it but you have to burn to do it or hold on but if you didn't claim it it rolled over to the next day and so both times the person that hit on the fifth day claimed it, burned it, and got a full chase. Yeah, because everyone on days one through four said no thanks. And then on day five, so it was, you were competing for a one, two, three, four, and then a five. And at that point, that's pretty pretty phenomenal return on five Tez at a whole chase. Yeah. A whole chase because it, it automatically gave you the chase card too, so you're getting six. Yeah, six, one through five, and then uh, yeah, you're getting the six. But six. Getting, yeah. but, but it, this is like, first of all, it's not easy to hit five times. No. no. Okay, and for, particularly, um, you know, you got to be burning a lot or have some major holder utility to get there, right? So this was pretty major. So we saw two of them go away that way. The three friends were called in in the test of will for season nine, for the for the the big Dave the, Nelson. The Dave Nelson, the key to getting your full set, basically. Um, then later on, so that that meant we had called in the the uh, three friends. Okay, we called in all of them across the the tournament. Then we get to the black and white drop, which are the Judies, and we call them in again, where you're able to burn your blacks and whites cubes for Judies from the big the big burn right uh the one-on-ones and so and there it was set up the higher the number of seed that you had the more it delivered to you so if you had a 16 you could claim 1600 for only 0.333 okay uh, which is a huge discount against unless you were able to buy them ahead of time um with your swipe but for many people uh, it allowed them to do that and to to claim them in bulk. And so a lot of cubes were burned down then. And then finally, I called in cubes again during Flames of the Maccabees for the um, the, the the 500, right? So then we go, we move on into Valentine's Gen 2s and your pink hearts, by holding pink hearts, it gave you 
uh, additional squares and additional uh, access there. So they've they've played themselves into be very prominent, um, to say the least. And then the real prominence kicks in. So I'm going to explain um, what what happened, but I want Crouton, if you don't mind, to step in and explain how this plays, how this mirrors real life uh, in, in college athletics, and particularly in this in this uh, the big dance in, in madness. So. For the, yeah. second, for the second drop, what I said is, if you still have any of your seeds, you're going to be guaranteed entry into the next one. And depending on what seed you have, you'll get a better entry than you had. So if you still had a 16, you've got a, a 12 seed entry. And if you still had an 8, you got a, a 5th seed. And if you still had a fifth seed you got a three seed and if you still had a three seed you got a two and if you had a two or a one you got a one seed and if you had a one still you got an automatic one plus you didn't have to pay for it yep now why would i do that why would what's the thinking do you understand it crouton behind why i'd say hey if your team played last year in the tournament i'm gonna let you play again i think it's two things right uh first compounding of insert utility in, as it relates to threesomes. And then if we carry it over to the you know application of the sport itself, a team that has been there, you know, it would, once, if they made it last year and they return a lot of their players, it makes sense that they would be a, a more cohesive unit, that they'd be more skilled, they'd be older, stronger, you know, more experienced, uh, so that likely they'd have a better season the following year. And, and earn a better seat. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. I the idea that if you've already been there, you're not nervous. You know how to do it. You've shown that you know how to win. You show that you know how to play yourself there. And chances are you'll do that. Which is why we have some teams, some universities and colleges that are there year after year after year. They they have a program that is built it into sort of their DNA that they know how to get there. And so I wanted to reward those who still had them, they've been given many opportunities not to have these things anymore. Um, and no better way than saying, hey, you get a free entry, you know, automatic entry or a free entry if you have a, a, a one um, into the next year. And so that next year, the second gens, um, we allowed for you to have the automatic bids. Okay. And then I said, all right, the different uh, colors here. Okay are going to have different entry points. You can burn some oranges, you can burn some three penny, you can pay outright for them. Okay, different things to come in. Um, but it's going to um, be a, a cost to them. It was a little bit more. Basically came out to, to 50 Tez, or you could burn a participant from the World Cup. Okay. Um, and and so there were ways to, to, to play it for free, right? But um, the idea being that you're, you're going to, you're going to want these things. We've proven over a year uh, how valuable they were and what they've returned to you. Well, actually, I think, I mean, it was, it was, you could burn, it was 50 Tez and a participant, or it was, you know, the oranges and a participant. And then I always thought the, the irony in that is that people were like, eh, I don't want to participate. I'm going to keep my participant. Yeah. Um, which, we, is, which is just, uh, boy, isn't that ironic? Yeah. I don't want to participate. I'd rather keep the thing that says I participated. 
Yeah, and, okay. and basically this this is where we, we started to see, and I, I misspoke there, but we you started to see where you had to have played in the thing before, okay, in order to give yourself a, a, a better shot or even access to play in the new stuff. Participants were awarded for World Cup. Right. And they were very easy to get. They they were yes. I mean, you just just had to play. Just had to be yeah. able to and then to your point about cost, you know, I think it was what like three oranges or five oranges, uh, and a participant. If you wanted, if you won on the orange wheel, and at that time, I think oranges were I don't know what five, five yeah, yeah. So, you know, very inexpensive, and it, you know, on the what the whites and the blacks, you could burn Judy's or Marlena's. Yep. We just bought those for 0.33 tes. Um, you know, so you know it was extremely affordable, and the, and the participants were essentially. You know, you, you got those for practically nothing, and you didn't even know you were going to get them. They were, you know, a bonus when you. Yeah, exactly, and and so, um, but it, it it came down to this idea that I wanted, and it's something that I I feel very strongly about um, as we've evolved the project. Right, it doesn't necessarily if you if we go back to those people who. Um, played for five tests. Okay. I think the reason that the guy who was in the championship and didn't really care and didn't ever come in. Okay. He paid, paid five tests. Like he didn't care. Like he wasn't in it. Okay. And I think that's always been a bit of a detriment is that the barrier to entry to the project was so low. Okay that it it really held us back okay um it brought in people who were like well i got everything for free i got everything for five dollars why would i why would i care and why would i not mind selling it for ten dollars because that's a huge take right um and so basically by building in these structures of participation to get there um i said look you can very rarely do you have to spend grandiose amounts if you're going to participate at every turn, as you're going to be a part of it and build a part of the community, build out the dynamics of it and have people playing and, and all of those things, right? Um, but I think it's I think it's it's built a much better atmosphere. Yeah, I think it has too. I mean, it prevents someone from, you know, poking their head out to toss their name into a free form and then hit on something like trash bros, you know, in addition to pen, and then immediately turn around and gouge someone in the grotto for, you know, 5,000 deaths. Exactly. Because that's that's where we, that was kind of what it had. We'd see that from time to time. People mm -hmm. just toss the name in. If it's free, it costs nothing. Why not? And you can't play, you, you can't win if you don't play. And they just throw their name in and the wheel had this way of finding them almost every time. <laughs> yeah, always. I was just crazy. There would always be somebody that just... would be like, is that... I've never even seen that name. Uh, but congratulations, you just won a, a, a monster. And it's like, ugh. <laughs> you know he's going to cough up. Hey, you, know, you could just yeah. send an offer in because he's going to accept it. Yeah. Which, in that same approach, like, originally, we offered holder utility even beyond active grotto yeah 
it was literally just oh this put everybody every holder on there whether they were in the grotto or not you track them down on twitter they track them down yeah okay and it, and the the light bulb moment came there where i tracked somebody down in season nine okay because he had one he owned one piece and i was like hey you know uh you you hit this do you want it for one tez He's like, yeah, I'll take it for one Tez. And then he immediately sold it for 80 Tez. Really like an hour after I fucking sent it to him. Yep. Um, he, he just popped an offer, you know? Yep. And I'm like, well, wait, why am I facilitating? Yeah. You taking money from my friends. Taking money from, from my friends, right? Okay. Like, why, how is that a good thing? And so then I said, at the, at, and we, didn't, we did that up until the, the first half of season nine. And then coming back from the, the break, I said, hey, now you have to opt in. You got to be here. You got to at least put the effort in to be here. You got to at least raise your hand and say you're in attendance. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell me you're here at least. Do the bare minimum there. And so out of that, I started to look at, okay, let's be, let's look at what the bare minimum is and let's look at what real participation is and let's, let's sort of play that. So, that first hint of it is that madness too, right? Which eventually becomes the same approach plays into World Cup, which comes into season 10, which comes into where we are now, which is, yeah, you want all of this utility, you opt into it. You're a part of it. You're a part of the art project. Um, and so the other thing that we, let's talk a little bit about, about the, the madness too, right? Now, rather than talking about low effort, um, I really wanted to talk very seriously about this idea of deciding who gets the money and who has a right to, to making the, all the money and who determines that. And what we had is these major, um, you know, these, these major artists espousing this idea of cco of entering their work into the public domain and urging all artists to do this it's all about the art baby all about the art it's always all about the art in the same way for a little while it was all about the utility out of manifold remember that time um but it's all about the art uh i, I made my 30 million dollars or 300 million dollars or whatever and so i don't think that you guys should sell your work or expect uh anything i think you should give it all away let anybody take control of your work and do something like that maybe it might be me or a big corporation or whatever and that's going to be better for you if if a big corporation comes in and takes your work and uses it for their to their advantage and the loudest the people screaming that the loudest were you know guys like X copy, who's made how many hundreds of millions of dollars, or yeah, you know, hundred 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 plus million dollars, yeah, uh, and and you know, Moonbirds, who at the time you know were twenty thirty a piece, and proofs were you know proof was you know seventy eighty hundred ETH. These guys had taken many 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 dozens of millions of dollars. And then they were the ones turning around and saying, guys, you know, let's give it all away for free. Don't make money on your art. Yeah. And so I really took an offense to that. And it really resonated with me from the student athlete approach, right? Again, 
letting the wrong people tell you what you're allowed to do or what you should do or how you should use this. And I still believe that even the approach to NIL uh, sort of smacks of this a little bit, right? Um, it's not as cut and dry as you're able to go out and just license yourself and just act as your your own entity. You have to do it within the, the constraints and, and structures. Um, and, and realistically, it's only an option for the very biggest these guys that are making any money on NIL are the guys that are going to make a lot of money professionally. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, the LeBron James types, uh, they, they were going to make a ton of money anyway. It's not helping the random kid who plays for a small school and is the fourth best player or the 14th best player. Those guys aren't making any. Yeah. No, it's so, you know, even though we have that now, it's, it's really pales. In compare. It, it is. Don't think now, Oh, great. Now they're all getting paid. No, uh, depending on what sport you play, there's very little interest in NIL stuff. If you're not playing a revenue generating sport, i.e. basketball or football. No one cares. And if you're not one of the best players in the nation, no one cares. Not gonna, not gonna hire a, you know, decent swimmer to advertise for pizza, right? I mean, that's not, not who they're looking for. Yeah, it's it's. Um... To say that it's as, as twisted and, and skewed as X copy telling us to give our artwork away, release all all uh, claims to it, is it's it's it, to me it was it was the perfect. Uh, yeah, don't interpret nil as now like oh and, and now it's a happy ending and they got it right every all's well. No, no. <laughs> Now, I do believe that if if uh, Crouton had been around in the NIL days, I think he would have made a vast fortune um, <laughs> just given some of, of the, <laughs> the products that I can see you putting out there. I think... I, I think I'd have to get an Instagram first, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have been for me. I don't know. I can think of a couple products just off the top of my head. Um, I'll, I'll give them to you offline, but I can see. <laughs> I'm thinking you're probably not going to say this Coca-Cola I'm drinking, huh? No, I don't really see you speaking uh, Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was uh, we we upped it to five brackets. So we added purples, which of course were uh, the only people allowed to play in the purple bracket had girlfriends um and uh so so the neat thing for me other than than i loved the the artwork and i loved the approach to it um but the idea that we were now no longer paying i, I didn't go out and spend twenty thousand dollars on on prizes instead i painted new works they were only available this way, and that's how we we extended. We we we've given one away for for um, for Super Bowl uh, Super Sunday Spectacular, right? Um, and then a, another one followed that. But the the remaining eight uh, young threesies were only available via um, via. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we got to, so let's go through each color. And, and so basically you took 
different NFT collections that had CCO'd their work and made that each color. So, you know, for for black, was it grifters? What was it? Yeah. Or was, it was white grifters? Blacks, blacks were, were grifters. Okay. Whites, what were those? Were um, nouns. That's right, nouns. And then pinks were obviously X copy. And, and which were afterburned, yep. Yep, and then orange was the six five two nine meme stuff. Yep, and then obviously purple were those just you know some my favorite art moonbirds. Yeah, Kriton, um, you still you still holding uh, moonbird three three three? Yeah, oh, I mean it's priceless. I mean I just it's it means so much to me. The community, the art, it all speaks to me. Um, one more thing we have to mention. Uh, uh, yeah. We have to talk about the auctions that you did. Yeah. So, look, and this was—it's also played into to this a little bit, right? I wanted to make it clear that if you were paying attention to how madness seeds have been used and what they were in the first place, going back to the the madness one. Um. These were highly desired. Very, very valuable. I mean, during Martyr of the Maccabees, we were seeing cubes sell for 1,000 plus tests. Right. Um, we saw them deliver more than that at times as, as far as holder utility and possibility. Yeah. Well, and I mean, orange, you know, at many times they had different, you couldn't complete your Series 9. You didn't have an uh, orange, you know, be three friends. And so, um, yes, we we I said you gotta you gotta participate and you've got to do these things to get them. But I wanted to make sort of a a show, an example. Uh, so I didn't. So I held one back of all five. So there were only sixty three of each that became available through wheel spins and entries and like. Um, and then I offered them for auction, uh, all five of them, uh, with a five minute stutter, which is always fun. Okay. And, um, they ended up going for between like 450 and 575, 595. Yeah, I want to say we definitely got up to 600 because the way you did it too, is you, know, you spun the wheel randomly to determine what bracket, what region and seed it would be. And uh, people were, you know, playing around with that um, and more for, you know, a particular seed if they wanted it or a color that they wanted or needed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they were they were the cheapest any one of them went was around 500 deaths. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, th I think one snuck in at 450, like an early one. And then um, and um, again, remember, you could. You could either pay 50 Tez and a participant, or you could burn, you know, the associated token, i.e., you know, oranges with the orange bracket, valentines with the pinks, blacks and whites for the black and whites, respectively. Um, yeah, it, it just shows you again. Um, you know, in the first year, we, you know, here, there are five Tez, and we saw them go up to worth, you know, worth more but people were selling them for a thousand at some point over that year and then 
you know, the very following year, you add a new bracket in, add a color purple, and offer them up essentially for, at the highest, 50 Tez. Because realistically, if you bought those oranges, you'd have paid one Tez for three oranges. Not oh, even. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah, it was like 0.16 Tez or something for an orange, if you did the math on it way back in the day. Now, obviously, not a lot of people had them, but point is, you could have had your orange for one Tez and a participant, which was cost you one more orange essentially uh, back in the World Cup. So basically, twenty five cents or something. I don't. Know. Oh yeah, no, of course. I mean, that, this is the 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 nature of all of this. And for those of you who are new and just coming in the silhouette era, you will see how you what you're granted access to and what you know what the return is on these things. Whenever you come in, whatever you're picking up, it, it plays very well down the road, right? And so, um, but the idea being like, yeah, people want these things and people are willing to, to do them. And for some people who didn't have a, a girlfriend, for example, it was the only way to get a purple, right? right. Yeah. Um, and maybe you, you know, the, the wheel kept you on one side and you, you, maybe you had a purple, but you didn't hit on the pink wheel. So you wanted a pink. Um and and so it's it's i thought that it was a really strong way to to sort of set the tone for what we're really playing with here and i think that it did play later on down the road in in what people were willing to part with them um and also um you know the fact that there were times they were given the chance to play in a free week or or um you know, whatever their their chance was to use any any token for the rumble, we did it. You know, you could use one and yeah. things like that. And so, um, you know, I think it's it's any chance that you're given to see what people are willing to to pick these up and and, and use them. I think it matters. Well, uh, now I, I think I derailed you a little. I wanted to talk about those two two elements, but the uh, you know, let's talk about how you gave away the prizes for you know, March Madness in, in our second year, those young threesies paintings. You know, you, you alluded to it. You said, you know, that three through, I'm not sure what number, but, you know, three through 10, I think it was, mm -hmm. were awarded only through March Madness. And the way you got those, again, you know, the way you play with, well, is it good or bad to have a bad seed? And is there a bad seed? What is a bad seed? These are all the questions that, you'll ask yourself over the course of March Madness, is it good to lose in the first round or not? Yeah. And so basically the way we, we did them is I said, all right, as many are minted as are claimed. Okay. So you have all of your, your losers there. Okay. And rather than waiting for a wheel spin to determine if they were going to do them, they could simply say, yes, I want to claim. You had to burn a loser. You had to lose in the first round and then choose to burn one of them or if you had multiple or. And if you did, that would that however many people did that dictated the addition size on the very first one. And that one was fun. There's some I think everyone thought for sure. Oh, well, that's going to be the biggest addition and addition size. You know, gosh. The smaller it is, the better it is, even though we have Valentine's where we've just proven that the larger the addition size, the more powerful it is. Uh, everyone, that, that was a really low addition 
uh, yeah. one. It, it was not the highest of the entire tournament. It was not. When it should have been. Yeah. Should have been. It absolutely should have been. Um, but it wasn't. And then in the subsequent ones, they realized how scarce that one was. Okay. Uh, and then now it became a, a wheel situation and uh, determining who, who qualified for them. And high percentage of them opted into them. Um, some people still didn't. Okay. And some, it was very interesting to see that some people still said, no, I want to hold my seed as opposed to, you know, what could have been a maximum of 32 editions, what could have been a maximum of 16 editions, what could have been a max, right, on down the road. Um, and so it became really interesting to see who played those out. Now, if we go back to season 10, which is Follows Madness, I don't think people realized that I was going to give them the chance to burn any young threesies for a guarantee. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Right. And so go back to what it what it costs you to to play in madness. Okay. Maybe you just got an automatic seed because you were, you know, played in the first one. Okay. So now you are an automatic seed and you're going to decide that you're going to take it and you know an orange or a black and a white or whatever it was. And so 50 Judy's and a participant. It's sixteen fifty plus a free participant. You can call it an orange, call it twenty tes, okay? Or the oranges, right? So now you're the same thing around fifteen, eighteen tes, okay? Uh, even if you're saying three penny, you know, you got a, a girlfriend and you're in for three penny, okay? What you received with it, you're you know you you become a a loser and you claim a threesies. You could burn that for a season. Anything you wanted. Yeah. Could have been a series. Could have been a monster. Could have been a monster. Yeah. And yeah, that's where you, yeah, you always play with this this dichotomy. Is, you know, well, which is it good or is it bad? You know, is a, is a low seed, you know, i.e. A, a, well, the one seed's most likely to win relative to a, a 14 seed. But you're going to get more chances on the wheel at these young threesies if you had a, a 14 seed. So it, um, you know, it, it was, it was really interesting. So as we, as we wrap here, um, that's sort of the background on how we got here and, 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 and um, what the first two felt like. I will tell you without, without getting into any spoilers or anything that this third iteration is going to take into consideration not just if you played in one of those madness but if you happen to play in two of those madness okay if we're we talked about how a team that played last year in the tournament is probably better prepared well if a team that's played in the last two tournaments you're probably even better spot oh yeah a lot, of, a lot of good leadership there. Okay. So um, so think about that. Think about two years of madness. We'll just leave it at that. Um, but you want to be thinking about that. Now, here's what we're going to do. I'll just uh, give you some insight. Um, we have, so this is dropping on Saturday morning. Okay. Uh, we have the Sunday the 3rd. Sunday the 10th, and then Sunday the 17th. We've got two full weeks, as well as two more pods after this. 
I'm going to task you guys with starting to really strategize towards uh, your 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 play. Okay, so we're going to spend next week with a real primer of what you have and how you're going to want to treat that. Okay, um, as well as some real information on how that's going to play because going into the following week, we're going to be doing all the things necessary to get you into the brackets. So next week is really going to be where we're going to dive into how madness is going to work and what you should be planning for ahead of it. You will have one last chance before selection Sunday where we'll really make sure, did you do the things? We'll break down what you did and what you didn't. But also I'll tell you this, you should be probably in a situation where you're trading or moving things around or picking stuff up from other people. Okay. As you're preparing for your madness three. Okay. Yep. Don't think I'm going to tell you right now, you really don't want to just show up on selection Sunday and like have done a form it's not probably not going to put you in the best steed. But also, for you know, if you're newer, there's oh. absolutely going to be ways in. Yeah, you know? absolutely. We're you know we're talking to you. <laughs> absolutely. No, no. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just want to be clear. If you're listening yeah. and you're oh, of course. newer and you don't have any, and you're saying, "Oh, I haven't ever participated in any March Madness." Don't you worry. Threes oh. has always got ways. Absolutely. Got ways. Absolutely. But for those of you who this is your third go around, yeah, get ready to put some effort in. Yeah, buckle up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be fun. This is, I I think, I mean, look, we all have fun during the fucking Super Sunday, right? Oh. I think this is, this is the one. To me, oh, this is, this this is, is the, as fun as regular season. Yeah, we get, we get a whole month of this because the games go on, you know. Three weeks, yeah. three, three solid oh, weeks. Yeah. About 20 it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then they come back again next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I think we're down to Saturdays and Sundays, but you know, it's, it's several weeks of this. It's, it's fantastic. It's yeah. a lot of fun. No, it's fun. It's fun. Um, all right. Thank you. Crouton. Always a pleasure. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed some, some sort of more deep dive on how we got here, why we do it, why I'm into this stuff. And of course I'll have some new, uh, new art piece, you know, for this, I'll have some new commentary on the world. Um, yeah, I look forward to it. I, I'm excited. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.